In the age of COVID and economic uncertainty, we constantly see friends and family, coworkers and leaders boast about having a positive attitude. Or they insist others need to have a positive attitude on life all the time. Yes, being upbeat at times may be good for you, but did you know that it is both healthy and important to feel those difficult feelings? In fact, there's actually a scientific term for this disorder. It's called toxic positivity. And it refers to the concept that keeping positive and keeping positive only is the right way to live your life. It means only focusing on the positive things and rejecting anything that may trigger a negative emotion is not the way to live your life. And on the surface, that platitude sounds fabulous. However, it's more cruel than kind. When you deny or avoid unpleasant emotions, you make them bigger. They continue to grow. Ignoring those unpleasant moments of processing, you are telling yourself that you don't need to pay attention to that problem. The only problem is that by telling yourself that that problem isn't important, you're only tricking yourself into the awareness of the importance of the issue. While you're trapped in that cycle, those emotions of uncertainty become bigger and bigger and more significant as they remain unprocessed. This is positively unstable. So today, Allow those difficult feelings to exist and remember how awesome it is to feel terrible again. Now let's get this Friday, Friday, Friday started. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. Morning show, play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spees. We are finally, woo, finally at Friday here on this Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Oh, it's afternoon here officially. Yep. Time so travel is a wacky business. The time machine with three E's, time machine. It's another edition. We're almost caught up by almost. Monday. <laughs> the almost caught tomorrow, up tomorrow, Monday, April nineteenth. We will be caught up. Well, they say a good leader is someone who has to race to keep up with their followers. I'm not sure what that means, but that sounds like the Marine slogan. It should be, right? Lead, follow, get out of the way, right? I think that's the SAS. It's who dares wins. Who does that say lead, follow, get out of the way? Is that the Marines or is that the Army? <laughs> no, but I've seen that as a bumper sticker on like a soccer mom's SUV. So. <laughs> Luke Wilson says it in Idiocracy. That's the only reason I know about it is because of that. And we're on the time machine, yeah. which is where... This idiocracy came from was the time machine. For anyone who doesn't know, idiocracy is a documentary about the future of America. The future of America when Hector Macho is the nine-time SmackDown champion and he becomes the president of the United States. I see some parallels forming. Secretary Funbags. Funbags. And we were thinking that she, that would be Kardashian, Kim Kardashian in today's day and age. Oh, my. Well, once The Rock becomes president, right. we're officially an idiocracy, whether Absolutely. we like it or not. Because remember, they loved yeah. Terry Crews mm-hmm. as Camacho, the ninth in the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives. With, with, with the Uzi. Yep. And the, the nine-time <laughs> SmackDown. And keep in mind, SmackDown is now a thing. See, we... And The Rock created the word smackdown which is in our lexicon it is actually in the 
English it's, language. Yep. It was voted in like in 2009 or something like that. And The Rock personifies the people. I honestly, I can you imagine in, what his in, cabinet in would the look last like? two years. In the last two years, I'm not kidding you. You remember when I was spouting this seven, eight years ago? When people, I first met you, almost people, a decade ago, you were saying this. People were swearing, dropping f bombs before they said the word "crazy" to me. Right. Well, that's effing crazy. Yeah. And then it went to that's just crazy. Well, now in the last two years, it's just straight up. Oh yeah, I'd vote for him. It's just straight up, man. People are like. Oh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I'd vote for him for president. I'll tell you, it man. Just, in a second, it does, boom. I'm old enough, and I've, and I've read the parallels from Reagan. Nobody thought on the left, nobody thought a, a, a retired B-list actor, former governor, would have a shot at being president after he won, and especially after he won the second time. It was like, yeah, it works. Right. I mean, in that, <laughs> in that second time he won when, you know, he was starting to relax yeah. a little bit more. And, yeah, his... and, and it was a friggin' landslide. <laughs> what do you mean? Mondale won Minnesota. He did. He did. <laughs> That's awesome. He, people, you know what's really interesting about that? It's, sorry, folks. We're going to be all <laughs> over the board here on a Friday. Walter Mondale was a presidential candidate i believe he was vice president at one he point, was right? he was jimmy uh carter's vice he was president. jimmy carter's okay yep. so walter mondale ran for president by kind of by default right was that yeah. during the uh he ran against hart he ran against jesse jackson on the democratic side was it gary hart had a scandal yeah i forget if it was the first time gary hart ran or the second but time gary hart had a scandal oh yeah it wasn't boat. like the dukakis no it wasn't a tank tank thing. No. debacle no. no i believe gary hart had a uh, uh he did he was having an affair scandal yeah. and they kind of just put mondale in yeah like a week before the election it's kind of like dole against clinton nobody wanted to go up against reagan really nobody did in, in 84 but but even mondale was kind of by default yeah like he was second third choice mm-hmm. like oh who do we got left in the party well mondale's still around and he's not crazy like the peanut farmer Right? It, it, for some reason, it reminds me of John Kerry when he ran in 2004. Jimmy Carter, probably the greatest humanitarian, biggest heart, done the most for the country after his presidency of Absolutely. a president. Yeah. But he's known as the crazy peanut farmer, mm-hmm. you know, forever just because he was not pro business. No, in you fact, know, at the end can, of the day, when you yeah. think about it, isn't that true? He probably looks at it as, man, I could have gotten a lot more done in those four years I was president if I wasn't president. <laughs> you know what God, I mean? That's so funny. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> Is he got so, so much more done? <laughs> anywho, folks, uh, getting back to Mondale. So Walter... Is this Walt, his first yeah, name? Fitz, okay, Walt, Walter Fitzgerald boy, Mondale. Boy, thank you for that because we're mm-hmm. going so far back into history class here on a Friday, <laughs> which is a Sunday, that we have to like... Some context. R- r- right. Walter Mondale ran for president in 1984? 1984, yeah. And he lost every state except Minnesota. Except Minnesota. Okay, one of the biggest landslides ever. Yeah. Walter Mondale's vice president was Geraldine Ferraro, yep. a female. First woman vice president candidate on a major 1984. party. 1984. Yep. How is that never talked about? I think because it was, you know, from what I've read, is it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Reagan was going to roll the victory. No, I know, but like when Hillary ran, yeah, they acted like she was the only one ever to do this. And Geraldine <laughs> and Kamala Harris, same yep. thing. Like Ferraro did it in nineteen eighty four. Like what? 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 What happened there? I remember seeing her again when Hillary was running in 08. and she lost to Obama. 
Okay. I remember uh, they brought Geraldine Ferraro back. Okay. I saw her at a couple of, you know, do a couple of interviews. But yeah, nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, there's another Democrat that ran for president. She was an African-American woman. She ran in the 70s. Her name is Shirley Chrisholm. No one but ever, she wasn't a Democrat or a Republican. She was a Democrat. No, but she wasn't she on never, the ticket. No, no. No, but I'm saying Geraldine Ferraro was the vice president. Yeah, she would candidate. have been the VP. Yeah, she was Kamala yep. Pence. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 40 years before Bush yeah, Jr., yeah. Cheney, you know? Yeah. I mean, she was it. Yep. That's To me, that's remarkable. There's only so many in the country. No, absolutely. In the it, history of the planet. At the same time, it ha- it reminded me of of a McCain Palin. It was it was sort of a sort of a Hail Mary. It, it was a, it we need to do that, something big. It, yeah, it seems like Palin Got more notoriety than mm-hmm. Ferraro. Absolutely, it seems like uh, Michelle Bachman got mm-hmm. m- more notoriety than and Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren, to my knowledge, has never <laughs> been on a ticket. She's never been the finalist. No, for the vice president no. of the United States. No, Geraldine Ferraro yeah. has been. Who would have ever thunk I would have said the word Geraldine Ferraro again in my life? Like four times in the last two minutes. This is such an organic conversation. <laughs> wow. That's what we love here, man, at the play hard section is you never know where it's going to start from the morning you say good morning or the moment. Who knows? Boy, I noticed you uh, haven't mentioned anything about your uh, replacement. <laughs> <laughs> that was sitting in your seat. You mean the thing I stumbled over? Yeah, yeah have you, you know. Got a, have you got a construction that project big, planned that you didn't tell me about? Our nice. Uh, oh boy, that echoes in my ear. I yeah. better take that off. So this. So what? There's is about a, uh, what is it, a dozen of these things. We got Two a dozen? dozen hard hats. One dozen hard hats might be ten. Is that a baker's dozen? It's either ten or a dozen. I can't remember. These are these are so. What we're looking it's, at here are some serious hard hats. This is a hard hat from Becker. Safety and supply out of Greeley, Colorado. Probably needs right. a liner usually. Yeah, the liner's behind you. Yeah. And what we've got here is step one, okay, and the first initial step towards action. Action. On the construction mm-hmm. of the Industrial Forest Studios. Well, I like that you're thinking safety first. Start with the helmets. You always start with safety, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've, d- we've got the engineer plans done. We got all the front end work done. Okay. Ba- maybe it's called back end. I, I don't know. Either way, one of the ends. So now you just need some heads. We got the rear s- end done. <laughs> Got the ass end of business taken care of. <laughs> the ass end. Yep. That's nobody. That's, the work nobody wants yeah, to do. Like the okay. bow, the stern. I'm not a boat guy. But <laughs> like uh, the one guy says, this is like beneath me work. <laughs> That's what he said about the like the planning stuff. Yeah, the beneath. He, dude, he did, my whole life has been beneath he me He just work. wanted the glory hounding. That's oh, it. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so this is the first step. And what we did is we opened the box and we've got... 10 or 12. I haven't done the count yet, and I can't remember, but I do have the receipt in front of me. Oh, here we go. Are they all green? Headwear. Pyramex. There we go. Pyramex. That's either the uh, the brand or the actual Sounds like maybe the material. Either way, it's the official start of the construction of the Industrial Forest Studios for... The Williston Basin Conference, May 11th through the 13th in Bismarck, North Dakota. And then... Do you have 11 or 12 heads to put in here? We are also going to be... Well, conventional wisdom would say we're going to be having at least 10 people at our booth wearing... 
construction hats. And that's, nothing else. I, that's what Woo! conventional thought would have. But we're not a conventional thinking organization yeah. here. I don't trust you anymore after so, the spud thing. Oh, yeah. That was spudtacular. Yeah. We, we needed to give out some clues. By the way, we have some news on that. And the Industrial Forest Studios mm-hmm. will be making its way to the Bakken Barbecue as well. Nice. Okay, so Bakken Barbecue, which is June 18th. It's a Friday. Bismarck Mayor Steve Bakken will be handing out potatoes Woo! at the booth. Hot potatoes? For at least 10 do minutes. something with them. Maybe 20. <laughs> uh, we have celebrities and dignitaries and... Is that snow that, that I'm seeing? That is actually slow sunshine. That is snow I'm yeah, seeing Yeah, that's right there. snow. My windows are down, so I should probably <laughs> take a brief pause here as I go and uh, roll can, up my windows. Yeah, I'll just sing. Because it's snowing here in the Dakotas <laughs> in April. Yeah, who would have thought it, man? April always got one more for us. We'll be right back, folks. I wake up in the morning, now I'm feeling sick inside Now I wait for the time, the time to go by I start on my steps, yeah, I wait my turn I'm falling fast, yeah, hope I don't burn Well, I feel alright, I'm doing okay I'm here for the moment, you know that I'm on my way Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. All natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's Chewy Paws with a Z.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spees. That is Sterling. How is it out there, man? It's wet. It's windy. It's snowing. 
Now it's raining, too. Oh, you know, that's what I love about living up north is you get all the seasons in one day. <laughs> Not even two hours ago, I was out with my dog. It was sunny. It was 50-something. With my tank top on. Yep. I mean, because it was so nice out because, you know, we were kind of hiking a little bit and the activity was going and I didn't realize I had a tank top under my hooded sweatshirt and I took it off and I'm like, all right. Just any excuse, take your shirt off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway... Where was I at? The Bakken Barbecue. Bakken Barbecue. Uh, uh, Mick Hager from uh, Canine Pipe Inspections will also be at the Bakken Barbecue, and she's going to be handing out potatoes as well. Any relation to Sammy Hagar? No relation. Okay. Just wondering no if, we, if there might be a Hagar sighting that you're not telling me about. Yeah, I never know with you. How does Sammy spell it? I think it's H-A-G-G-E-R. I think so, too, because I was going to say no uh, different spelling. Yeah. I was really just reaching for something there. Bakken Barbecue, getting back to that. So, yeah, we're going to be announcing uh, dignitaries and people within the, you know, celebrities within the industry, if you will. We'll just call them celebrities. Sure, why not? Well, if if you're up on stage and you're speaking Mm -hmm. or you've got some sort of uh, media show, Mm -hmm. whether it be a radio show or a newspaper column or... I suppose if you're a politician, you know, you're a dignitary. You're a public celebrity. figure. Yeah, for a sure. public figure. Public figure. You know, I mean, I, I'm very careful of throwing out the word celebrity. Remember when supermodels came into the you know, late 90s, early 2000s? Everybody was a supermodel. And, you know, it's kind of like now everybody's a podcaster. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, well, but maybe, what the heck, maybe I should play ball. All right, celebrity. Well, you're a Mick celebrity, Hager. man. I mean, you get up on stage, you do speeches, you do conferences, you've got a show. Frackleberry Hound is a celebrity. Well, yeah. She's that awesome. is for sure. She's going to be there too, right? She will be there. Okay. And I'm sure she will be wrestling with Mick Hager's dogs because they get along like uh, peas and carrots. All right. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So come for the spud, stay for the dog wrestling. I wonder how that would be. Peanut butter on a potato. Ah, Sounds disgusting, doesn't ah, it? The texture alone is hurting my brain. We we are going to have, by the way, I should announce this too. So we have the industrial studios that we're going to be bringing to the Bakken Barbecue June 18th, mm-hmm. which I am emceeing. And we have the mayor of... Bismarck, Steve Bakken will be there as well. He's going to come up on stage and uh, recognize some first responders as well as uh, hand out some potatoes as well. Because the potatoes, that's what I want to talk about. The potatoes really represent an ESG example. How so? So ESG, environmental, social, social governance. governance, right? right. Social. Okay. I had never heard of it until this year. What is the one thing... That is inherent, inherent about a barbecue. Social. Vegetarians aren't welcome. Well, I don't well, know. I mean, there's nothing for them there. I think they taste delicious. But you, there's even if you try to eat the beans, it's usually cooked with bacon. Hell yeah. Okay. Cornbread, that's got butter and milk mm. and all this other thing. So, And they put cheese on everything. Okay, so what would a Every, vegan barbecue look like? I didn't say vegan. Okay, vegetarian. vegetarian. Sorry. You just offer, well, actually, the potato's vegan. Right. So that's all we're doing is we're saying, okay, we're going to offer a potato. We we don't want to say, oh, don't eat meat because methane and cows and pita and 
Pitta and Poopa and I all these other Peter organizations. Bread. My favorite. Pita bread. Love it. Isn't that good? It's awesome. That's when. That's I don't you, understand what they have against meat. They're a perfect meat delivery device. Now, pita bread. That's where you take a protester, wrap bread around it, deep fry it, and eat it. <sighs> I think you render them down first. Turn it into sausage. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of gruel, maybe. Oh, man. Can you imagine the curing process? Woo! I'm not sure what just happened here. Yeah. So we slipped into so cannibalism. The, the potato is ESG because it's, it's about inclusion. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, it's about inclusion. So up till now, there might have been some vegetarian options, but nobody knew it. Okay, so you had to go and search and get rejected. It's like Sue's salads. And, yeah, right? it's like, you know? right. <laughs> Sue's, it's, well, I'm sorry, but... Nobody wants to feel bad about themselves. No no offense, but who who, who cares about a salad at a barbecue? Yeah. It's in the name. It's yeah. kind of like if you go to Pete's Hot Tubs, do you expect a pool there? No, it's a hot tub place. Yeah. Okay. And it's weird that they have pool tables there, too. That would be actually great. I, I've, that's yeah. Yeah, it's a whole other story. That actually would work. Pool tables and hot tubs. Well, that's those the, two things. That's really how they do sell go them. together. The store downtown that I used to go to. Are you for my real? That's supplies, a place. It sold saunas, pools, and pool tables. That's genius. <laughs> okay, genius. Sorry. Anything with the word pool in it, they had it. So the potato is about inclusion. So what, I like what, that. What it's that's saying awesome. is that yeah, okay, we understand that we're we're not here to protest. Yeah. What we're doing is is we're saying. Everybody is welcome. That's it. Everybody is welcome. Yeah. Everybody uses energy. Same thing. Yeah. And it's it's a way that the oil and gas industry can just offer another olive branch to the world out there to say, hey, come to our event. Yeah, we all eat. We all yeah. flip the light switch. Here, here's the thing. You might see a whole hog being grilled. Yeah. So if that bothers you, eh, it is barbecue. We we. We can't please everybody, but there's enough stuff to you know do. You can go over the kitty corner, right? But it's and- not like a sacrificial. I mean, there's not a lot of bloodlust at a barbecue. I mean, it's it's more of a it's an appreciation of just good tasting. Anytime meat. there's or- ribs, mm. you're eating ribs. Yes. Okay, yeah. when you're eating ribs. You're not hiding anything. You cannot fool yourself. You can't fool anyone else. You're eating ribs. I just think you're it's, holding on to the bone. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's nothing hiding it. I don't know. I just it's 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 God's finger food design, <laughs> it's man. A, it's just as natural yeah. and primal as it gets. I assume that's why so, we have ribs too, to make it easier for other animals. The other thing that the, the uh, potato does is it offers diversity. Absolutely. So the potato brings in diversity. Some starch. But it it just brings in a vegetarian option to put your barbecue on. I was going to say, can I split my baked potato and then slather it with brisket? So the interview that we have a little bit later on, I believe it's in this show, might be in yesterday's. I forget which day it's it is. It's the trouble with working from the future. Especially when I... <laughs> and throw, living in the past. I throw in the interview at the last second, you know, before it goes up. So it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> click. It's, it's like the pinwheel where I just spin it type thing. Oh, today's interview is li- this. But we interviewed the uh, co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, Jackie Jenkins and Tiffany Steiner. And uh, I told them, I said, you know... This potato idea is much more than inclusion. It's much more than diversity. It's much more than a way to bring awareness to the you know, whole energy movement, if you will. We are bringing high school kids from Fargo-Moorhead to the Bakken Barbecue as, a, as, as we continue our Bakken Bridge. So we're going to be bringing youth 
and people from the east side of the state, which is a very blue side of the state, mm-hmm. they don't really care for oil and gas. So we're bridging that too. The barbecue is okay? a great bridge, man. But the other thing, I'm going for the trophy because here's the thing. Ding, 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 ding. If I can convince enough people, and I'm going for the people's choice, okay? If I can convince enough people to go and put other people's barbecue on my barbecue, I might get the vote. Oh. <laughs> you see what I mean? You see how I backdoor? That is sneaky, man. Yeah, you built yourself in a little backdoor there to victory. Uh, that's right. That At the very nice. least, I'm going to split everybody else's votes. We shouldn't tell anybody about this. Oh, I already said it to oh, Tiffany and, and Jackie. I told her. I told them my strategy that uh, you know whoever the award-winning brisket is, the award-winning brisket with a potato underneath it is even better. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like that's like the the sandwich with the bag of chips. It it brings it all together. Totally. So we're going to be doing some very fun things at the Bach and Barbecue, and folks, we invite each and every one of you to come because everybody is welcome at the Bach and Barbecue, and that is happening in and June. Really 18th? unlikely that it'll snow, unlike today. What else do we have here today? Okay, starting construction on the industrial forest <laughs> celebrity studios. We talked about that. We've got some new sponsors coming up next week. April is half over. We're almost, I mean, we only got just a couple slots to fill still, and then we're done. We have all kinds of work hard interviews available at thecrudelife.com. Our new interview with Kevin Kramer is available there, where we talked about the Dapple protest. And what he predicts, this is interesting, mm-hmm. because if, if you like pro wrestling, folks, and you like Days of Our Lives, and you like. If you like drama and soap, baby. What's the modern day Melrose place? Oh my God, I have no clue. I'm what's guessing mo- it's a it's some sort of reality show. What what's Housewives? Mo- what's the modern day nine hundred two one zero? Oh, nine hundred two one zero. They brought it back, right? So the modern day nine hundred two one zero is the watch modern it day when it played the first time. I think they brought the Dallas back. Time. What's the modern day Dallas? They can't. They're all Dallas. Dead. Oh no, this is the offspring of Jr. Oh God, it's the one who the the one that got away. The one that has the dream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So, uh, what we talked about was the Dakota Access Pipeline, which he said this week. Wait, was it Friday today on our time machine? This is the trouble. Yeah, today's Friday. So next week, the judge is going to rule in favor of the climate activists and shut it down. Really? But there'll be an appeal which has already been started. Mm-hmm. The paperwork is apparently in motion. Right. It's in that desk drawer you talk about. It's a process. They're ready to go. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be filed right away. And so really you're going to have a couple a couple legal loopholes and a couple appeal strategies and this and that where it's just going to keep flowing. Talk about ping pong, man. It's just going <laughs> to keep flowing. So you're going to have your pro wrestling drama, right? Mm. To where, oh, the judge, he struck it down. But then, oh, now all of a sudden there's an appeal. In the meantime, keep flowing, keep Mm -hmm. flowing, keep flowing. But the bigger conversation is the direction that the mood is going, the regulations are going, that sort of thing. So it's uh, it's pushing, pushing the ball not in the way of the Dakota Access Pipeline. It is buying it some more time, though. That's... Kind of the gist I got. So being able to operate pending appeals and all that. So it's continuing right. to move. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that part of the. Uh, what's, the uh, what's going on with the other one? What do you mean? The uh, standing. What's the other pipeline that's around here? I'm drawing a total blank. The Keystone. Thank you. 
That's still problematic, too. Right, but yeah. as I understand it, that one's allowed to continue operating while it's pending another environmental impact review. Is that the one? I think so, yeah. I, I think, think they're just right. hoping that geological time enough will pass that like the world will shift and they'll be like, oh, can't do it. I'll have to take a look. We have that story available at thecrudelife.com if anybody would like to... Go and check that out. Well, it's not even news anymore. It's 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 like, oh, yep, that's still happening. Well, the other day we mentioned uh, a couple of movies that, oh, by the way, Block Party, uh, Stephanie Davis, too, with Digital Wildcatters. That's coming up this week. That is uh, an interview you can check out that Sean Forbes did with OG Directory with Stephanie Davis. Man, every word in that sentence was interesting. Wildcatters and, I mean, that's, yeah, boom. All right, so we mentioned uh, how there's this whole kind of a, a subculture of uh, kind of literal plots for movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the 16 Candles where, like, it's a consensual rape thing. And, right. And then you've got Overboard where Gosh. a man takes advantage of a, you know, a, a mentally challenged woman, you know, and yeah. a rich woman. So, I mean, just when you Turns start... Turns into a domestic slave. W- yeah. Right. When, when, when you start looking at the movies that were the big hits in the 80s and 90s, and then you put in these like, my mind. literal plots, it's, it's really yeah. um, like looking in a mirror a lot of times. Like, how did I not see that? And yep. that's, why is that the first time that's ever crossed my mind? And, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, so, you know what? You can kick yourself. I mean, it, for me personally, it's, I don't beat myself up about it. I try to say, well, that's maybe an indication that I'm maturing, that I'm actually maturing. And it's not a bad thing to, you know, recognize things that you want to change and actually change them. I might have to turn the heat back on and, and, <laughs> clo- and close the windows here. here. This man. is a blizzard. I this mean, it's just nuts. Oh, I left the blankets outside too. Uh, I was even see was yeah. Even, you were with, like, prepping for summer earlier, man. <laughs> so okay, I I'm gonna. I'm going to do a quiz here. Okay. Are you ready for you this? Some, are we looking at like honest movie trailers for these things? So this here is um, 65, and I'm going to not name all 65. We'll just do a few. Uh, 65 times people explain movies so bad it was good. Okay. And this is <laughs> yeah. either on Twitter or in a, a newspaper article or something sure. like that. So see if you can name the movie. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Grumpy emo chick ponders whether to shag a corpse or a dog over several years. Uh, I have no idea. Twilight. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. See, full disclosure, never read, never seen. Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. Returning jewelry. Nine hours. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, here's one from. Damn, uh, I suck at these. Here's one from Sanct S A N C T, which is at Generalist. I don't know who that what is, but hell? this is how they explained this plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. Oh jeez, Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Oh, man. Okay, that is hardcore. That's right. Oh, that's that, that too soon. Like, no, I, I think it. we're okay. Hundred years. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll stick with the Leonardo. Oh shoot, I just gave it away. Uh, right. The painter or well, the no, famous actually, actor? here we go. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio wanders a frozen wasteland in search of an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> <Yeah>, Reverend. <laughs> 
That's how that one is explained. I don't understand how the bear didn't get an award. Boys spend seven years being a third wheel. Uh, I don't know. Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Oh, here's an interesting one. Are you ready for this? Okay. Explain a film plot badly. All right, ready? Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome works. Okay, Stockholm Syndrome works. Overboard? Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> that is sad how close that was right there. Well, it's sad how many of those types of plots exist when you think about it. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is a great example this of that. It's fantastic. What do you got? Okay. Yeah, Talking Frog convinces son to kill his father. <laughs> talking Frog convinces son to kill his father. I uh, got nothing. Star Wars Episode V. Oh, dude, Yoda. <laughs> yep. Oh, this one's good, too. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Drug-addicted girl takes advantage of mentally challenged boy for three decades. And this one I actually said on the radio almost word for word back when this movie came out I, in the 90s. Lo- I got nothing. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. All I get, I kept saying, uh, everyone needs That's the for, true. Everyone needs the Forrest Gump pad, which is what Jenny needed, the place to always go back yeah. to. So you can go out and you can screw up in life, but you always need the Forrest Gump pad. Yeah. If you have the Forrest Gump pad, you got confidence in the world. If you don't have the Forrest Gump pad, you don't have any confidence. And that is how I actually, for a while, tried to explain. Interesting. That's a good, good uh, example. Empowerment uh-huh. and what's the uh, rep- reparations mm-hmm. and just that's for land. That it's, at the end of the day, if you own your own land, mm-hmm. in the back of your uh, reptilian mind, okay, at least I got a place that I can, I can have the bills stop and I can grow some food. And if it takes six months for me to get back and, and yeah. re-genifies re Gen- <laughs> my life, well, it's true, you know? I mean, and so, anyways, that's a great No, movie. that's a whole other segment there, the psychology of Forrest Gump. All right, explain a film plot badly. You ready for this one? Yeah, what do you got? A guy that's alone in the forest kisses a dead body while seven other guys watch. <laughs> oh yeah it's uh it's uh snow white snow white the seven dwarves <laughs> it's also the plot to a movie i watched the other night on the internet <clears throat> i was gonna say that's just what we did last time i went to wyoming okay <laughs> oh this one's this one is pretty good actually mm. this one comes from zara norbansk these are great names uh these are all like twitter people yeah, basically these are great so handles, i guess you'd say um Donald Trump is a human being for three seconds. Home Alone 2. Because <laughs> he helps out Macaulay yeah, Culkin. that's right. You know, I read about that scene is, is he demanded that he be in it if they wanted to use that place. Okay, ready for the next yeah. one? Girl wakes up to a stranger on top of her in bed, but it's cool because he's hot. That could be almost Sleeping any movie. Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> it's cool because he's hot. <laughs> right? I mean, these are just fantastic. And these are well, these are basically movie plots that are so bad that Is they're Is there good. one for Jaws? Can you search? Uh, let, me, let me check here. Because I'm just thinking of like 
some of the movies from my youth. E.T., that'd be an interesting one. I still like the fact that Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th and the Muppets have been to like all the same places. Right. They, they've been to the moon. They've been to Manhattan. They were on a pirate ship. I mean, they've been to all... I think the Muppets should take on Jason. Take on Jason. That Now, Jason versus Freddy, Jason versus the Muppets. That's versus what I'm animal. talking about. Oh. Animal. Just Beaker right away, gone. <laughs> the Swedish yeah, chef. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The Swedish chef and Beaker out of the gate. Slash, slash. Those are the first two to go. Somebody should do a Muppet version of a Friday the 13th movie. Oh, you know Gonzo would get his snout chopped oh, yeah, right, right off. <laughs> I mean, that would be a tough go. Okay. Here's one for you. Guy learns to love a girl without her Instagram filters. <laughs> That's Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Jennifer Aniston lost her man in front of the world. This is funny because she's not in the movie. She's oh oh oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Smith. <laughs> you know it. You know it. it. Yeah. Well, this one's interesting. That's why you don't let your husband work with women, folks. I would like to just mention that this is explain a film plot badly. Okay, there might be some people offended by this next one, but this is the play hard section, so I don't care. That's right. Ready for this uh, plot? I'm ready to be offended. Kid comes out of the closet. Harry Potter? Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> Here's one. It's, it's an interesting the, twist because no, it's a very a, Christian story. This is a TV show. People drink coffee for 10 years. Friends? Friends, that's Friends. right. That's right. Here's, uh, here's a uh, movie. Girl has to pretend she's a man to be taken seriously. Well, that... Could, Tootsie. That, no, wait. <laughs> that doesn't narrow down anything at all. I mean, uh, just, just one of the boys, right? Just one of the guys? Yeah. That was a movie where she had to become a guy, right? I think so, yeah. Reporting? Was, yep. Well, this is Mulan. Is Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, Not just a guy, but a warrior. <laughs> okay, we talked about uh, Airbnb mm-hmm. cameras, cameras yeah. and hotel cameras. Yeah, this is going to scare me. Here's one. Plot. Explain a film plot. Badly. From Jan Mizowski. Here's how Jan Mizowski explains this movie. Ready? Mm-hmm. A family's first Airbnb experience goes very wrong. Poltergeist? The Shining. <laughs> oh, man. Sometime, just real quick, you got to look on YouTube. There's a somebody recut a trailer for The Shining using Peter Gabriel music, and they make it seem like it's a father-son movie. Oh, that's interesting. It is brilliant. That is interesting. <laughs> Here's one for you. Paranoid billionaire afraid of immigrant. Paranoid billionaire afraid of immigrant. I don't know. Batman versus Superman. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? Afraid of immigrant. Here's another one. Mentally unstable billionaire wants to make Home Great Again is criticized by clowns. Batman? Daniel Lynn. Yeah, it's Dark Knight. Dark yeah, Knight. Okay, that one, that one it just didn't, it just didn't yeah. flow well. And I, of course, I, I'm, not, I'm reading these as I go, so I didn't. And I, actually, I didn't see that one. But No, folks, I don't stand in front of a mirror for eight hours and practice these. So some of these are not going to be nah, very he doesn't articulate need more than 30 as minutes. I go. Uh, oh, this one's interesting here. Man-child learns to be an adult. 
Every Adam Sandler movie. I was just going to yeah, say, I'm, I was going Happy Gilmore. Uh, let's see. which uh, <laughs> it's got, and it, the, the image, the jacket of the movie, whatever, yeah. is every Adam every, Sandler yeah. one. So it's like, you know, eight across the top <laughs> and 10 down. I didn't realize he had hey, so man, many movies. Hey, man, that guy phones it in and laughs all the way. This guy's the like bank. a porn star, the way they put he puts out movies. Like, I mean, well, porn, porn they put out like 100 a month, right? I, Titles? I'm not familiar. I, I don't know. Do you want to? Should we get into that business too? We could be producers. <laughs> okay, we'll just move right on here. Well, Kate's man cave isn't our sponsor this week, so it looks like somebody cut open a bean bag outside and then dumped it out. It does look like a snow globe. It does. Like somebody shook it up. Are we in the matrix? It's thick too. It's like it, is. it it's looks s- like a, um, a dish soap. Yeah. You know, like the flaky stuff. Yeah. It's like, like you see, it's mush. A series of naps. <laughs> uh, the Matrix? Inception. Inception. A series All of right, maps. let's just do a couple more here. Okay. Depressed widowed father teams up with mentally challenged woman to find disabled son. Oh. Uh, don't know. Finding Nemo. There we are. Oh, my gosh. Not bad, huh? Okay. I, I, clearly, I suck at figuring that out, though. Some of these, I just—I don't even know some of these movies, so it's—I have to keep kind of going on. Like the, I've never seen The Martian, but billions of dollars in subsidies for a potato farmer. Yep, that I could throw a potato and hit that in my backyard. Yeah, so that's nothing new around <laughs> these parts of the country. Well, he's trapped on Mars, and the only thing he has is some actual potatoes, and so he tries to grow potatoes to live on Mars long enough until they can be—he can be rescued. Should mention the potato is what we're going to be giving out at the Bakken barbecue. Yep. I was actually wanting to make that connection. You did it for me. Nice. All right. We'll do two more. Public transportation running ahead of schedule for once. Speed. Speed. You got it. <laughs> you hit that one right on the head. that one in the theater. That was an awesome movie. All right. And the last one that we will do. Bullied kid with birth defect proves people are only once to you when they need something. Superhero movie? Rudolph the, the Red Nose Reindeer. Huh. Now there's another Out one. Out of that, their nose. And if you ever anyway, what were you saying? I was just I watched. You know, we <laughs> Rudolph is one of those annual movies, yep, right? Yep. For me, Charlie Brown Christmas, all that. Frosty. Yep. We're watching Rudolph a year or so ago, and both my daughters, the teenager and the one that's about six or seven at the time, are like, "Why are the other reindeer such dicks?" You know, they're like, why is Santa enabling that? Why is <clears throat> it was hilarious? Oh, they were, it's unbelievable. They were basically at there and they're like, this movie sucks because everybody's a jerk and they're not a jerk until he can do something for them. Otis's Otis's like, mother I and I enjoy it. Had that conversation one of the last years that we were together where I start. I actually pointed out to her because we got rid of our TV in 2006 because we just didn't want our son growing up around a television, yeah. mostly for the commercials okay? uh, how naive and, before all the tablets came into well the world. and when you when you've got a, a netflix mm-hmm. and hulu and hbo max it's a totally different ball game when you're choosing Absolutely. versus just putting on the putting it on as noise in the background yeah. right we we got into that where we were noticing everything from our childhood was a teachable moment with our child. Right. Well, (laughs) because my child went to Montessori, so it's the do-goodery factory. He got a crocodile in spelling, for crying out loud. You know, I mean, we didn't have A's and B's or checklists. (laughs) No. He He got a reindeer in... You know, picking up his dishes. Good for him. You yeah, know? but you know what? You sent I sent my kids to Montessori. You yeah. sent your kids to Montessori, and I bet you did it for a similar reason where it was like, my kid's cool, and I want to give them 
I probably am not going to be able to afford an awesome college, but I can afford this early help. There's there's one thing that I'm extremely passionate about, and that is pre-K education. Absolutely. And you and I can get into a whole different podcast about that. And folks, I'll leave you with this because we're way over time and we got to go. But uh, I taught my son sign language. Mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home dad. Okay, I was the stay-at-home dad. And I taught my son sign language. So since he was probably three, four months old when he could start holding up his neck um, by himself, him and I have been communicating since. We started out with simple words like milk and dog and cat. And then we went to change me and hungry into verbs. But no kidding, I bet he knew close to 200 sign language words Mm -hmm. by the time he was, oh, I don't know, six, eight months. So they... That's I'm awesome. all about pre- that, yeah, I'm all awesome, about man. pre-K education, yeah. man. And the Montessori method, they use all three, the kinesthetic, mm-hmm. the audio, and the visual. And I'll just leave you with this, is that they don't just count to 10. If you go to a public school, you sit in a desk, and there's somebody who says, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, so you're listening. Some of them might make you write down at the same time. If you're watching Sesame Street, you got the audio coming at you, but then you also got a little bit of visual too because you got one, two, three, yeah, they, they, four, yeah, they use sound, five, they use music. Six, six, six. That's right. Everybody, let's party with six. Six chocolate pudding parfaits. Six. And then he falls down yep. the anyway, Oh, so, man. Classic. Sorry, I had to. No, that's beautiful. Had, had to go into it. Um, but in Montessori, what they do is they make you count to 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You also have to say it out loud. So your audio and your visual comes into place. But the third type of learning is called kinesthetic, which is also role-playing, right? Mm. In Montessori, you have to actually touch 10 beads. So you got the 10-pack of beads. So you're counting to 10. You're hearing it. You're saying it. And you're feeling it. Yeah, they apply context. and they apply that to everything they possibly can. Oh, today we're going to learn about trees. All right, let's go find a tree. Yeah, we're going to touch that's a the, tree. That's the first thing we got to do before we open a book, which is made out of trees. Right. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... Chewy Paws, all-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com.
The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Uh, Tiffany Steiner, co-founder of Bakken Barbecue. Jackie Jenkin, co-founder of the Bakken Barbecue. Thank you for joining the program here today. Exciting interview ahead as we get oh so closer to the Bakken Barbecue, the greatest extravaganza of the summer. Back in June this year, after a COVID September last year, it was, oh, it was August last year, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. All right. See, I get mixed up even already. So after a COVID August last year, we're back to June 19th. Jackie Jenkin, Tiffany Steiner, thank you for joining us today. We're going to talk right out of the gate about oinking. I'm seeing this all over social media and soon to be in yards from my understanding. So let's talk about what these uh, pink pigs are. And they have wings, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how we came up with this idea, Jackie. I mean, we have a pretty amazing committee, but um, we always see the flamingos in the yards and we figured, why can't we do pigs? Um, raise awareness about Bakken Barbecue and hopefully raise some money in the same process. So explain the overview of the concept and, you know, obviously it's pink flamingos. So there's a, you know, people are supposed to put them in their yard, but uh, how do they get them? What, what, what does the uh, cause go to? Do, is there a cost involved? Uh, just explain some of the details or the deets. Yes. So if people are interested in oinking, uh, maybe a friend, a neighbor, family member, um, they can reach out to the Bauckham Barbecue via Facebook, social media, email. Um, what we're doing is uh, 10 pigs is $20, 20 pigs is $40, and 30 pigs is $60. And what we'll do is we'll take those pigs and we will go put them in the lawn of someone that you choose. Um, and they will sit there and sun themselves for two days while they, uh, you know, get more attraction and uh, just kind of raise awareness for Bakken Barbecue. And all the funds go to the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue this year. Is there specific days that you're going to be doing this, or is it just going to be randomly when people sign up? We so are we're starting. Oh, sorry, Jack. Go ahead, Jackie. We're, 
we are starting this May 1st, and we already have a high interest, as all of us have had several people reach out about getting oinked. Not sure how to touch that one, but we'll, we'll continue here. Okay, um, let's see. So if somebody wants to get oinked, they might, they, they might get oinked and not even know it. So they might just wake up and look at their lawn and see they got oinked, huh? Yes, that's most likely what is going to happen. And what does someone do when they're oinked? Well, once they're oinked, they have to reach out to the Bachman Barbecue, uh, and they have a choice. Just wait the two days, and the little um, mud-covered creatures will leave, or they can oink someone back. So say if Kathy oinked me, which she better not, uh, <laughs> And I know that I'm going to oink her back because that's just the spirit of the fun. We should mention at this time that the uh, Bach and Barbecue this year will be honoring first responders. So all this is on the up and up at this point. Because <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, sounds, it sounds a little fun. You know, it does. And um, it, sounds, it sounds like a pretty, like almost like a pay it forward too, mixed with the uh, flamingos. Yeah, who doesn't want to wake up with uh, pigs in their yard for a good cause? So let's talk about the Bach and Barbecue. I mentioned the first responders are going to be one of the uh, featured elements this year. Of course, we, we're we going to still be honoring uh, Make-A-Wish, North Dakota, this year. Uh, talk to me about the different sponsors and, uh, I'm sorry, the different charities and the different honorees this year at the ninth Annual Bach and Barbecue. This year, uh, well, I guess we should start back at last year. Um, we were so appreciative in the response that we received from people for sponsorships that we decided to spread the wealth a little bit more. Um, we were able to raise $75,000 for Make-A-Wish North Dakota, um, and we had some funds left over that we wanted to donate locally to charities in Dickinson. So what we did is, as a committee, we all voted on um, a couple different charities and chose from there. Um, There's a lot in Dickinson that also needs help, you know, other than Make-A-Wish North Dakota. Um, We donated to the um, backpack program so kids could have snacks and food on the weekends. And we also donated to... um, the Women Empowering Women with uh, women in, I'd say they're, you know, um, older age that need help with monthly bills and food and that kind of cost. Um, so we're just fortunate enough that we have such great supporters that allow us to give back to other organizations. We also donated last year to a family in need that had lost a mother and there was five kids, correct Tiff? Uh, yes. And, um, this family, you know, it was awesome to give back to them because they would never step up for and ask for a donation, but it was nice to be able to give back to them around Christmas time and dad, you know, as he's going through a hard time himself. Last time I checked in, there was 20 companies ready to cook for this year's Bach and Barbecue. I think you had about a dozen left, give or take a couple. I'm not quite sure the specifics, but I'm giving you some ballparks here. So 
Uh, talk to me about the cookers. Are you guys still looking for cookers, and how many are we expecting? We are. Yes, we're s- Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> we are still looking for cookers. We have 24 companies signed up to cook. We have 10 open spots as of right now. Um, there's a lot of interest out. Uh, we're just kind of taking a back who gets their registration in first. So I think this year will definitely be the biggest year with our cookers and attendees so it's pretty exciting we have a lot of companies i know that are already working on their menu one company in particular they're having a dry run this i think this week or next week as far as what they're making and they're really kind of spicing it up this year so it'll be exciting to see what these companies come up with are you telling me a company is doing a dry run for the bakken barbecue that's how big this barbecue bravado has gotten yeah, they're really excited about it, and they've talked to me about some different sides they want to do. So I oh. thought it was kind of interesting to bring some new mix into the Baca Barbecue from some of the usual stuff that is there. Well, what are the uh, let's talk about a little Bakken Barbecue Bravado for a second, because, you know, of course, there's the there, there's the reason for, or what is it, barbecuing for a cause. So we got to make sure that we raise money for... Uh, local charities and and for just the communities involved, and then we're talking about the food that's involved. But now we got the trophies, we got the coveted, the Bakken barbecue trophies. Which my understanding, those are like uh, the coup de gras around the Bakken. That's like behind glass and laser lights and securities and the whole deal. You can look at it, but you can't touch type thing. I don't know. Pretty much, Jackie and I have pretty much. <laughs> here for the trophies um, and bringing them into the event. So we're hoping that works out because I think it will be a pretty neat show, um, if you want to call it a show. But um, we're just trying to really incorporate first responders and everything that they do for us. I heard this year's trophies are going to be pretty spectacular, so there might be some extra security involved. We hope we so. Have to- Two more security guards coming this year, so, I mean, that's probably why. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard or not, because really this would be the kind of the announcement, I guess, because we're going to be putting out a press release a little bit later on. And my understanding is that the Crude Life will be having a booth this year at the Bakken Barbecue in addition to myself emceeing. Is that correct? That is correct. And so we're going to be doing a different twist this year in the spirit of inclusion and everyday energy for everyday people, because everybody uses energy every day. We're going to be offering a vegetarian option this year to put your barbecue on. Me being a cancer survivor, of course, I got to be a little bit more... um, picky with my meals these days. And one of the things that is nice about uh, the oil and gas industry is that really everyday energy for every everyday people. And so we look at it this way. We're not trying to push a vegetarian option on somebody. We're just l- allowing more people to come and be a part of the festivities that maybe, you know, came last year or the year before, and there wasn't a baked potato there. So we've got a local farmer and Dawson, North Dakota, that has donated a thousand potatoes. So we're going to cut them in half because I, I think these are the one pounders. So these are the big ones. So we're going to cut them in half. 
So we're going to go for the People's Choice Award, just so you know. I'm putting down the gauntlet right now, so I don't know who's judging, but we're going for the, is there a People's Choice Award this year? Because I started talking smack before I, I knew what's going on. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's so, a People's Choice Award. So here's our strategy. Okay, we're going to do the baked potatoes, the smoked baked potatoes inside. Are you ready for this? Inside of a piece of repurposed, recycled Dakota Access Pipeline. And I know Ooh. that the Dapple, he's been there before in the past, right? I'm not 100% sure if he has or not. Oh, well, it's, he's got a little side business. His dad works for one of the uh, midstream companies, and there was a piece of scrap you know, left over, a piece of the pipe, so they repurposed it into a uh, smoker. So we're going to actually have a piece of the Dakota Access Pipeline smoking our baked potatoes. I think that's probably one of the neatest things about Bacham Barbecue is not only the food, but it's the cook trailers that come with it. And the amount of work people put into these amazing cook trailers that they bring to our events—that's a good point. I I can think of the years, the rig pig, and all the different things that I've I've uh, taken pictures of in the past. The whole hogs from Larry's Larry's down in Mott, North Dakota. I remember one year there was that, and so. Uh, but our strategy is this for the people's choice. If somebody's got a half of a baked potato and they're going to go put someone else's barbecue on top of it, we might get the vote. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you might. You like that strategy? So we've kind of figured that most people are going to use a, just grab us for a little bit of a, a bottom-feeding uh, toppings bar, if you will. So we're going to be uh, inviting people to go ahead and put some good barbecue on top of these potatoes. And if somebody wants to just have a potato, they can have a potato. But that's what we're going to do this year is we got a spectacular announcement. Also, we're going to be trucking in some high school students from Fargo and Moorhead. And they're going to be handing out potatoes as well. So we're going to do a little bit of an east-west bridge on top of it. We've got the mayor of Bismarck who's going to be there as well. And we've got some invites out to some other dignitaries to possibly hand out potatoes as well and be a part of the Bach and Barbecue. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a fun news from, from, uh, from uh, our, our neck of the woods and a little bit of fun news from your neck of the woods, huh? I think yeah. it's going to Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? I think it's going to be great. You know, and what's interesting about the potato, okay? I mean, the, the potato is really just symbolic. And, you know, I actually went and I looked up the history of the potato all the way to its modern day of how it's kept cultures together through famines and the, the starch and the uh, vitamins and the minerals. It's only missing two, so it's it's a very important staple in the history of mankind. But I look at the potato as it's really it's that next step of energy where everybody eats potatoes for the most part. Everybody uses energy. So we want everybody to come. And it's just it's it's almost more symbolic than anything. And you know, with the ESG movement that's coming in and just how people are talking about the environmental aspect of energy, I just look at it as this is that next step where it's um all right, we even got a vegetarian option this year. It's just adding another thing to get people to come. It's no different than the uh, kitty games. You guys have the kitty corner, right? Because that's another reason to bring families to this. Yeah, exactly. So what, what's going on in the kitty area? Have you got that finalized yet? 
You know, we are still kind of working on it, um, but we always like to add new jumping castles or jumping inflatables. Um, there's going to be some really cool items for the Dickinson Police Department. They're bringing their SWAT cars. They're oh. bringing their cars. Um, so they're going to have a lot of stuff in our kitty area as well. Um, on top of face painting, um, hopefully the Mule Deer Foundation, they have their little shooting range. Um, it's going to be fun. We're, we're pretty excited for it. And, of course, Mavericks will be doing beverages there, and then there'll be the um, other beverages that you can grab and ice buckets. Uh, in the past, they've – is it Bobcats that you've brought in with payloaders with ice in it? Yes, Caterpillars. Caterpillars, thank you. Okay, Caterpillars. I wanted to make sure I got the right brand there. And are you guys looking for sponsors still? I know you look for donations up till, you know, the day of. I've, I've actually seen people give you checks during the event. So you take, you take checks during the event if it goes to help the children. And now it sounds like empowering some women around Dickinson as well. Uh, but uh, talk to me about sponsors. Are, are you looking for some? Just uh, what's the deadlines? I know there's some marketing materials involved and et cetera. So we still are looking for sponsors. Um, as you said, we will take sponsors up to the day. But to get on the marketing material, I think our de- hard deadline is June 1st, correct, Tiff? That is correct. And, um, you know, we have some companies that can't participate this year. So if anybody can't make it and they want to donate items, we're still looking for live auction items. And um, you can contact us for more details about what those consist of. And then we're also looking for sponsorships. We have a sponsorship form. And if anybody's still interested in sponsoring, they can also reach out to us. All right. Anything we missed here? I know you guys are having your lunch right now. So we want to make sure that we can uh, get everything in. You know, we, we call this putting 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. And that's not even supposed to be thematic to the spudtacular announcement the crude life's doing. But um, what, uh, what, what do we miss anything or what should we reiterate, I guess? We just um, really want, go ahead, Jackie. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Um, we just really want to, you know, get people out for the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue. I do feel that this will be our biggest year yet. Um, we will have the most companies ever cooking. And I think after the year that we've all had, it's going to be a great way to give back to the community and just be in the community socializing. Yeah, just to add to what Tiff said, I agree. I think it will be our biggest year yet. Um, we have some pretty exciting people that may attend our event this year. Um, so it'll be nice for everybody to get on board to help honor our theme of first responders. Most people in our community or that have heard about the first responder theme have been pretty excited about it. So I think it'll be an excellent year. And I think this year will kind of be the turning point from last year just to kind of see um, how big this event can be. You know, we've changed our spacing. Um, we've done some different layouts. We've added some things. So this is an event you don't want to miss this year. And just, oh, go ahead. I'm not sure people are aware, but we have the Dickinson Police Department cooking. We have the Dunn County Sheriff's Department cooking. We have, oops, sorry, one second here. We also have the Dickinson Rural Fire Department cooking as well Stark County Association of Deputies and Stark County Sheriff Office and the Dickinson Fire Department. So they're all coming out and cooking for the public as well. 
And I think it's just going to be with our theme and with all the first responders at our events. Man, with that many first responders, there's a good chance there might be some chili there. So I don't, that's, whenever I bring up the potato, people always talk about the chili right away. Oh, that's a great thing to put chili on. Uh, but I'm looking at pulled pork and brisket and other things along those lines. But uh, just to recap one more time, the oinkers. Let's talk about that real quick to, to just in case anybody wants to. This is a great way to you know, donate if you're not even from the area. So uh, what, 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 recap it real quick. Uh, the, this year we are offering, or we're doing a little fundraiser prior to the Bakken Barbecue to raise awareness for our event. It's going to be called Oinked, and it's essentially the same concept of, as getting flocked, but with pigs coming to sunbathe in your yard. Um, the forms are available online, and you can see the link on our Bakken Barbecue Facebook page, and you can pay to have us place a a certain amount of flock in your in your friends or family members yard and the, the pigs will sunbathe there for two days and if you'd like to you can fill out the form and we can reflock them to another friend or family member. exclusive interview industry news environmental innovation at the crudelife.com With Jason Spies. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota, United States Senate. Talking to Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Ron Gusek, president of Liberty Oilfield Services. This is Ron Gusek, president of Liberty Oilfield Services. 
you know, to this whole ESG point, we will publish our first ever ESG report this year, probably uh, mid-May of this year, I think is when we'll have Liberty's first sustainability report out. Certainly would encourage people to watch for that. I think it'll be a tremendous document that uh, does a great job talking about very, very high level things, how we need to think about energy in the world and its impact in the world, but then diving down into the details around Liberty, where Liberty has has done work in that regard. And, and there's a long list of examples. We have opportunities in a number of areas as a pressure pumping company. So truck traffic, dust, noise, and emissions footprint for a frac fleet are probably the big ones. And, and so you think about on the chemical side, and I, I think this is true for the pressure pumping industry as a whole, a huge amount of work has gone into using cleaner chemistry and less of it to pump a hydraulic fracture treatment. You know, if you compare what we put in the ground today to what, uh, you know, the complexity of the systems we used to use when I started in this industry 25 years ago, gosh, we have come a long ways. Uh, you could go to the grocery store today and buy the components that would go into one of our frac fluid systems. Uh, you could get them all at Whole Foods. I think that's a tremendous step forward the industry as a whole has taken, and certainly we at Liberty have had a pretty significant focus on on the dust side. You know, we moved to containerized sand back in 2014, it was, with the goal of getting rid of pneumatic transfer on location and the dust that was associated with that and the noise that was associated with that. To listen to the full-length interview with Ron Gusek, president of Liberty Oilfield Services, or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to join our ever-growing army of energy enthusiasts with our social media accounts, from the Facebook to the Twitters to the YouTubes. They're all located at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. From the staff at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Speece. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this, is, this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and let me just say this, I, 
I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines wow. in Texas. So we have a lot of and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today, uh, and, and there's... It's our snowy here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't... I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I, I'm from Odessa, and that's a, a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Ector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Ector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that... that those uh, those materials and so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one heat our homes or two uh, have fuel for our vehicles um, with pipelines that doesn't really come into effect you know once the pipelines are laid not much can stop that that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B they are so far behind the curve on getting the storage the battery storage uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now it, you know, there's going to be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half the gigawatts went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. We'll have water for until 5 p.m. and then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, generator, these generators or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that's true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas on a on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? J.P. Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. Well, I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in Western North Dakota. 
home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come.